would it make sense for more student participation? And what I mean by that is uh, something that's come up on more of these podcasts than I've expected. And that is the degree of like student choice or student participation and why students aren't allowed to make more choices in their education or why they aren't put in the driver's seat a little more in terms of the curriculum or in terms like, you know, the state level makes all these decisions and there's a handful of people who were teachers 20 years ago who make these calls. Like you have very few active teachers making these legislative decisions and you have essentially no students. And, you know, we did, it was probably one of my last years when I taught at theater. Um, I was invited by students to be on a new equity committee that they had started and I was like, all right, I don't, are you sure you want me there? Like, I don't, and they're like, yeah, no, like do this. I'm like, okay. And we met in the library after school and I walked in and I felt so awkward, but not because I was white. I was the only male. And so it was a group of maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 people. And so the principal was a white woman and there was, I think another white woman there. And then me, I was the only male in the room and one of three white people and everyone else. So it was a group of, you know, upperclassmen, black females. And I thought the idea of it was great in the discussion, but I was like, if we're really like, if the goal is like equity and having discussion, your group needs to be slightly more representative of the building. And it's not like we have to hit a quota or a number, but like you want to have representative voices so that we have a discussion that's representative of the climate of the school. And maybe something that we can do if we, if we want to do a better job of, of, active and proactive anti-racism in the schools is not just to send the teachers through four hours of training every couple months and which, you know, the effectiveness of which is in doubt anyway. I, 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 I'm starting to think like how differently those conversations would have gone if there were students in the room. Yeah. Like, like there should have, there should be students in the room because I, it, they, they broke our school into halves. And from what I understand, they, they, they kind of cherry picked some examples and I understand the point they're making. The point was fine, but that like they, they chose the dove. I don't know if you've seen this, the dove uh, soap or lotion commercial where like a woman use and she takes her shirt off and then she's a different woman. And at one point, like it starts with like a white person, white person, but at some point in the middle of the commercial, the white woman takes her shirt off and, or the black woman takes her shirt off and she's a white woman. And if you just look at that clip, it gives this indicate like, that's awful. Like somehow you to get more clean or whatever but then they stopped it. And then the next thing she does, she takes her shirt off and she's like a, a Middle Eastern woman and whatever. Dove got all kinds of blowback. They pulled the commercial, they apologized and probably rightfully so. In that, in that training though, they only showed like the middle 10 seconds. And so yes, that middle 10 seconds proves their point, but they also kind of misrepresented the broader commercial. And what happened was, and it happened for one of the other examples too, you had teachers in the room who looked it up on their phone and then all of their questions were about the evidence and examples. There were t very smart teachers, and to the best of my knowledge, I've never heard a student make any racist accusations, big, small, or otherwise, but you had people who were essentially sort of discrediting the presentation by arguing the evidence separate from the big idea. Like in the end, the big idea could be fine, and I, I just think, one, I know that from at least one black teacher in the building, that was very upsetting. Like, it's upset that people weren't engaging with the big idea. They were nitpicking at, yeah, the, these are the problems with your evidence. And one, if you're the person designing the training, you need to do a better job. You, you cannot have those weaknesses available because the people who want a way out will use them, right? But two, I wonder how differently those teachers' questions and remarks about the evidence would have been if you were in a room full of students and you had white students, black students, Hispanic students, Asian students, like if you have a representation of your student body, would those teachers say the same thing? 
And part of me wants to say, I hope so, because that means that what they were saying was genuine and honest. But part of me wants to say, I hope not, because I think that for those kids, I think that would be damaging. I think, I think that would hurt a lot of relationships between the faculty and the students if they saw the teachers who refused to engage in the idea. Like, do you think it would be reasonable to not necessarily, not, I'm not saying students have to like run, run the training per se. I don't know that most high school students have the, the experience and whatever, but like when you were in high school, would you have participated if students were invited to attend some sort of equity or diversity training with the faculty? Do you think that's something students would do? I think it would be something students would do. And I think even beyond training, I think if there is any role that the individual school can have with the, the like board of educators in terms of actual policy making, I think students need to be in on those conversations too, because students are the ones that are experiencing the impact of those policies. They're the ones that, I mean, I, I think they're the focus of, of all of these policies and everything. Like we want to help the students. So let the students help you help them. Like the students know, like you might have this policy in place. Sure. Cause a lot of a common cop out move is like, Oh, well we already have this policy, blah, blah, blah. But students, might be able to highlight, yes, you have this policy, but also this and this is happening. So I don't think that's working the way that you think it is. So a huge part of evaluating policies or intervention programs is not just evaluating the, the, a huge part of it is evaluating the impact that it's having. So how can you do that? You need to be speaking with the students about that. I, I don't, I don't think I don't know how they've been evaluating them in the past if they haven't been asking the students about it. Yeah, we, we just did. So that was this fall. So I think it was last year, maybe last spring. So I guess like a year ago now, maybe a little more. The, the school division, the, the at countywide level, they paid a lot of money for an outside consultant firm to come in. And they went to a handful of the high schools, you know, east side of the county, west side of the county, you know, more urban, more rural, more whatever. Um, they did elementary, middle, they talked to parents. They, so they did like focus groups, right? And, and the students were invited and they did student focus groups during the day and then met with teachers after school. And that was actually a big part of it. And then they had all this data about the perceptions and the rest. And I think a lot of, I was actually surprised because I, I was, I was asked to attend. So I went and I was surprised at how many of the people were doing the yes, but not here or the yes, but, you know, kind of things like acknowledging some of these are issues, but then trying to push away. I'm like, well, you got to, you got to know where it is. You know, you got to see the problem. I think a lot of people were surprised by the student responses because the students responded that they thought these were bigger problems than most people in the faculty did. And I don't know if how much of that comes from just being disconnected or not having good conversations with your students versus how much of that is a concern about diversity on the staff. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a teaching trick. I don't normally do it, but it's, it's a teaching trick that a lot of people really like is that in the first week of school, you have students help write the classroom rules or you help them set goals for the class. So the students feel like they have some efficacy, like we've chosen parts of this, we had input, you know, and if, say administrators or teacher preparation programs like that idea, it's really surprising that more students aren't involved in the bigger conversations too. Like what good is choosing five classroom rules if when you walk out of the classroom, you're unhappy with how you're treated in the hallway, you know, like maybe, maybe we need to broaden, broaden that conversation a little bit. 
how it, I don't know. I, this might be unfair just cause it's picky. I'm, I'm thinking like in terms of like actually doing some of these things, like, do you think, how, how do you think that you get students to be involved in a steering committee? Do you take the volunteers, but the volunteer, the kind of kid that volunteers is maybe not representative of the average student. You know, it's like we have student school board members. There's one kid from each school who's a member of the school board and they don't vote or anything, but they're there, you know, but the kind of kid that wants to do that maybe isn't, isn't having your average experience. Like, should, should we be trying to pick the kids that we think, you know, to, to assemble a group that represents the different academic levels, the different ages, the different races, or should it be something that students opt into? Because I think you get a very different outcome with each group. Like if you were going to do something like that, how do you think you would assemble the students for that committee or, or that meeting, whatever? I think I would definitely do it volunteer based. I think I would ask, you know, you have a student, you have multiple student populations within the school. You have like the AP students, like you know who the, the high achieving students are when you're, you know, attuned to that kind of thing. You know who like sort of the students in the middle are and the students that are like lower achieving. I think I would try to have volunteers from each of those groups. And the reason why I would do volunteers is because most people sway away from that sort of system because they think that the people that would volunteer in this specific context would be like too, too radical and not representative, as you said. But if the norm is already flawed, then I don't know if we have any interest in representing the norm. I, I think that might be even a radical idea in itself. But if the culture is already flawed, why are we trying to represent that? existing culture like right just have the forward really gung-ho forward progressive thinking um ideas 